Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey, welcome to Life After MLM's Lula Rich companion series, Lula Bitch, a place you can come to find all the tea and everything that was left on the cutting room floor. You're about to hear the personal accounts of the people affected by the MLM LuLaRoe. These stories are our own personal opinions, accounts, and allegations of our experiences within the cult. Some stories may be triggering. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, I have Paul and Tiffany from the Lula Rich documentary, and uh, we're going to talk to them about their experience in LuLaRoe, their experience filming Lula Rich, and uh, maybe clear up any preconceived notions that people might have and, uh, and answer some of those questions. So, hello. Hi, guys. You look great. Paul, you're looking amazing. <laughs> Tiffany, you look so cute. Thank you. She is so cute. So cute. <laughs> so cute. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, so why don't we start off uh, talking or, or telling people where you guys were in your life um, when LuLaRoe came around and what you guys were doing? Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that jump right into the hard stuff there, Roberta. Okay. Well, that, that's rough because actually, you know, the big part of that story for us and how we found it was, you know, our, our daughter uh, was killed in an accident. I had a VA, which is a virtual assistant, um, and we were bloggers at the time. And that's a very like, and our role in blogging was very visible and we taught a lot of classes. So we had to be in front of people, which is extremely difficult after, of course, something like that happens. And um, also my job was extremely creative. And so I was constantly photographing, coming up with recipes, you know, putting videos together. And that was really hard for me at that time. So I had a virtual assistant who was extremely concerned about my mental health. Um, I had no idea. I mean, exactly the same, just like me. they, They failed to mention that. Like there was no clothing going on at all. It was leggings. And so, um, so I kind of was started Googling to try to find out how to like wholesale these leggings or affiliate program or referral program. Um, and uh, it looked like you signed up with someone. So I just Googled, found a consultant in my area, picked in her name and, you know, I thought it looked familiar. She lived a couple miles away from me and signed up under her. That's how it happened. And, and then how long were you in the queue before those boxes showed up? Is 12 it weeks 11 or 16 i can't remember how but it was it was about yeah it was almost three months i think it was february to may it was february because that was it was valentine's day leggings so it was february to may i yeah. onboarded like may yeah 5th. she got she gave to you in yeah. january we ended up you ended up signing up and then i think our first sale it was may 5th may may 4th yeah so, and was this 2016 or 2017? 16. 16. Okay. When, when were you? 16. In yeah. March of 2016. Yeah. 
So all that's, right around the same time. Yeah, exactly. No leggings then. And then you sign up and you don't get leggings in your onboarding package. Yeah. I had no leggings. I had to like no. scramble and buy leggings from a bunch of people that like wholesaled them to me. Exactly. I was buying leggings from other people too. I was like, oh my God, how do I do this without leggings? This was a whole plan. Right. No that was my plan too. I was like, I could sell leggings. And all of a sudden then I had racks full of dresses and shirts. And, and I was like, but where are the leggings? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, and then you got them. And I was like, oh, they're all pastel. I was like, are there other leggings? <laughs> That's right. Cause we just, we had these, they were like all solids. It was all, the, it was only solids. It was only solids that we got. And they were all like really random colors. Well, it wasn't like black or oh, no. navy or wine. It was, it was like pastel. These freaky greens and yellows. Yes. And mustards and um, gosh. We have a we have a picture somewhere uh, of of these stacked up on our wire racks, where we did we went in and just bought from anyone we could find. I was buying them at full price and reselling them at full price just so that I had leggings to sell, so I didn't look like I was an idiot. Wow! So what happened that first week when you got those boxes? So at the time, <laughs> I was traveling for work. Um, about three weeks out of every month. So I taught coupon classes all over the country for um, Gannett and for the major newspaper companies. Um, I would go set them up. I would teach four classes a day, about 400 people a day. So I was uh, in front of about 1600 people a day. So I had a really large following of people who personally followed me um, for couponing. Now couponing people, of course, are extremely different than people who will pay $25 for leggings or $35 for a shirt. Um, but I kind of knew how to like capture that audience. So I was teaching, I was gone for about three weeks out of every month. Um, it was very, very, very lucrative job. Um, um, but I was sick and tired of being away from my family. Um, I was out of town when our daughter was killed. Um, I was out of town for her last birthday. I was out of town um, for my other kids. I was just sick and tired of it. We didn't want me traveling anymore. And so that I knew the box was coming. Ironically, didn't want me traveling. So I ironically ended up doing I was the same say, for, wow. for LuLaRoe, weird. Um, so um, my boxes were coming. I hadn't told Paul that I signed up. Um, and then <laughs> oh my God. I knew something was going on because I saw that she was nurturing this group for months, but I was I don't think I was an admin or anything no. on it at the time. And then uh, because this wasn't a big deal at all. It was such a side thing and such a small little note to what we were doing. It wasn't even, and unfortunately, I hate to say that and take that away from any of it, but it wasn't almost, I just didn't even bother telling him because it just wasn't, it was just going to be part of the business, part of what I was already doing. Right. You figured you were just finding a leggings wholesaler and you were just yeah. going to throw leggings into yep. the mix. Well, because what what we do um, with our websites and her teachers' classes, everything is an affiliate program. So we would post deals, and I would, you know, I ran I Heart the Mart, she ran My Litter, and at, like Amazon links. We would make, you know, between two and two and six, or it used to be eight, but whatever. And then, you know, we averaged maybe three to five percent of uh, on things that we posted. Um, and this just seemed like a natural, you know, we thought we had an audience that that might be interested. And if not, we knew how to build an audience anyway. So she, she just thought, well, I'll just, I'll just, you know, try to um, 
sorry, my brain isn't working, but try and um, add to the income by, by, by buying these things and just and tell them and see how that worked uh, when you're, when you're fronting the cost for the product, instead of just getting a really, really small percentage. So right, okay. it, it just kind of seemed like it would go along with it. So I was actually out of town. Um, I had gotten tracking on the boxes and so a little bit different when I onboarded, I was actually at home to take that phone call. I took the phone call and my plan, my strategy of that was to, to double, I ordered double. So instead of doing the five or six, my total was somewhere around $12,000. And so I, I put that money into it again, not really telling Paul what I had done. Um, and I said, Oh, Hey, babe, by the way, I'm going out of town. There's some boxes that might show up when I'm gone. So I'm going to need you to be home (laughs) to sign for that. So I was teaching coupon classes all day. Um, and I, you know, got confirmation boxes delivered. Didn't really think about it. I said, Hey, these boxes come, why don't you go live in my group? So a little backstory on going live. We were actually beta testers for Facebook live because we had been going live for our blogs. Paul was actually one of the only people that had permission. She did beta testing. I know. <laughs> A different beta testing. Yeah. It's, 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 this this was real beta testing. How, real, how real actual beta. companies do it. So, um, so we had actually access to Facebook live, um, in a few different permissions, like a little bit longer time to go live and stuff than other people. Um, and, um, and Paul was really good at just randomly going live. Like guys don't care. They don't care if their makeup's done. They don't care if the house looks like shit. They don't care if whatever, no one's going to, you know, rag be on all over them because their counters are a mess. Me, everything had to be perfect to go live, you know, cause women are going to be all over you. So Paul would just go randomly live. Well, I filmed like tons of videos for my website, for, for our blog. And they were, I, it was always one take like, yeah. So, or it, it, in the very end of when I was doing it was, you know, Facebook live, but it was like, so we were, I mean, not it, was, afraid it was easy for us to go live. It yeah. was familiar because we'd been doing it. And so, um, I just said, Hey, by the way, these boxes might come. I've got this Facebook group. I'll make you admin. If these boxes come open them up, show the ladies what came, I'll be home. And then I can sell it. So I'm taking- excited. I know. I was like, just yeah. preview it. And so I was like, cool, this will be fun. So I'm at, you know, coupon classes all day. I come home, I flip open my laptop and I get this notification that Paul has been live four times in my Facebook group. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, what is happening right now? And I'm getting all these messages. So like I open up Facebook and I'm in my group and I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I'm like texting him only to find out he's literally been live in that Facebook group for hours and not only unboxed. So when he started opening the boxes, everybody started freaking out and they were like, well, sell it to us. Why aren't you selling it? And he's like, because I don't know how much it costs. And they're like, well, we'll find out they're Googling. Like my group was Googling how much something costs and he's holding it up. And they're like, what is it? And they're like, I think it's a Cassie. Let me Google it. So they're Googling it and telling him it's a Cassie. It's this much. And he's like, cool. Do you want it? And these girls are like, yeah, I want it. And he's writing their names on the tags of the, of the clothing. So I like get on like at 10 o'clock at night in my hotel room. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, I just sold all your inventory. And I'm like, why would you do that? And he's like, you want it sold, right? And I'm like, yeah, I want it sold. 
And I was like, but I don't, I didn't want it sold like that. Like I had a plan, like I want to do it like Lindsay freaking Wheeler and like, I want it in this. And he's like, but I'm confused. Like you bought the inventory and you wanted me to sell the inventory. I sold the inventory and you're mad. And I'm like, basically, right. (laughs) An issue was we found out that I didn't know how to invoice them. So So I sold it all. He sold it all, but we didn't know how to invoice anybody. Like we knew nothing because we had no help. We had no, literally no upline. So then we spent the next couple of days trying to figure out how to invoice these late. Thank God these people are so nice because we didn't know how to invoice them. And then once we invoiced them and they paid it, we didn't even know how to ship it. It took us like three weeks to get that initial inventory to people. And they were so nice about it, which is amazing. But he literally sold 80, 90% of my entire inventory that night. Um, and then I had to read. So how much money was that? It was, I don't know, 20, 30, $40,000. I don't, I don't mean, he sold it all. It was $12,000 worth of inventory. If I remember right, it's like $26,000. Plus, they screwed me out of those free Randys. Remember, you were supposed to get the free Randys? Yeah, I guess you never got their free Randys. I got free Lindsay's, and they sent me, like, all the same, and it was, like, this weird, gauzy, gray Lindsay. I couldn't, all of them. I was like, thank you so much. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So that was, I mean, so sold it all. We reordered. Um, previously I had asked, you know, what was the biggest month anyone's ever had for their first month on the row? Um, they told me they thought it was like $26,000. I was like, okay, cool. And so my goal was, you know, $26,000. And so we ended that May, that first month, um, we ended at 49,500. And I remember being so pissed because we missed 50 grand by 500 bucks. So, and then, well, then Kyle beat us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did later on. <laughs> a friend of ours ended up having it, but we thought we had the biggest month ever. But Kyle, uh, a friend of ours, yeah, a friend yeah. of ours ended up beating us. Um, so that was May, June. I ordered again. I was reordering like crazy. June, we actually tied for the biggest month ever in the company. Our June month, I think, was one hundred and twenty-two thousand dollars in June. Is what we sold. Well, that is ins- insanity. Insanity. It it's crazy. And then at that point, we were like. I'm, I'm done traveling. We were like, I, they, Paul was like, Tiffany, you're, you're done. Stop traveling. Let's do this. You know, you just take this, you just do this and you don't have to travel anymore. You can be home. Um, and my, my, my job was extremely lucrative traveling. Um, our blogs are, are high six figure blogs. They're well known. Um, there's a lot of evergreen content on their residual income um, from Google ads and affiliate links and all that kind of stuff. We were making very good money on our, on our blogs and me traveling. Um, and it and was exciting. We were like, in, in, and no overhead with that. Yeah. There, that yeah. Blogging is amazing. There's no overhead at all. Yeah. I was actually a professional blogger before LuLaRoe too, which is so strange. I know. And I didn't care. What's up with that? I, I the, just the weirdest connections that I find when I talk to people that's yeah, like, it's, what? She's, yeah, she's really high on the crazy hot matrix because <laughs> she's a hairdresser named Tiffany. Ah, yeah, <laughs> see, yeah, yeah. So no, that's I don't, how I don't have the name and <laughs> everything else, though. <laughs> that's how that. That's how that started. Right, just I think it was right under two hundred. That yeah. Wow. So you guys were, I mean, obviously top sellers, sold a ton. You didn't really focus on having a team. But you somehow ended up with one anyway. We did. And we ended up, we ended up with a large team. 
Um, and, you know, much to not, I hate to say not trying because I know a lot of people join to have a team, but I, you know, we were kind of talking about that earlier. I think what happens is, and had I been smart myself, you know, I would have really paid attention to who those big sellers were and to who was, you know, who was visible. And I probably would have signed up under them because I would have thought I could learn from them, you know, and I think that's natural. Well, we didn't, we didn't know right away um, that it was like, that it was an actual MLM where you made money off downline. So we need to sign up other people and we've, we've been exposed to MLMs. We, we've done young, young living and, and uh, um, I, don't know, I'm trying, I don't know. I know. I'm trying to think of the other one. Yeah. Anyway, but it, this wasn't set up like, a, like a regular MLM, they, this this cost a lot more. There was inventory that you sold. There was no auto ship type situation. So it, there weren't a lot of things that said, "Hey, the screen, this is an MLM." Agreed. Um, uh, those are all the same things I saw, and I was like, "There's no replicated websites. Everybody's got different stuff. The buy-in is a lot higher. That will like deter kidnappers." This, it didn't look anything like a typical MLM. I'll completely yeah. agree with you on that. We actually weren't a hundred percent sure like how it was set up until we ended up getting a, a, a check that we thought was for back order inventory that we thought we were getting a refund, um, but it didn't fit the, it wasn't, the numbers weren't right, which we, later became familiar that's really common in LuLaRoe oh LuLaMath oh yeah yeah but it was actually a bonus check and and that's when Tiffany called and found out that's when we that's when we found out like huh the people that have signed up we it was like a three thousand dollar check or something like that and then once we figured out we set this we set everything up like completely the wrong way and did everything wrong in the we we were so focused on selling because my mindset was I don't really want to be involved in an MLM and Tiffany didn't really want to be involved in an MLM. Like we we just didn't like we wanted to sell the clothes, right? Um, but then we're like, hey, this is a cool bonus. Let's let's do this also. Um, but we're gonna focus on selling. And the only reason that we both justified it in our head is we we came to the conclusion that if you were if we were the last people in and we never had anybody below us we could still make money at this by selling the inventory so that's that's very different than other than any other mlm we had been exposed to before so right in theory it, it should work because at the time the inventory was not horrible Right. And that's, and, and that's, we can get into that part later, but that's, that's the downfall of, in the breach of trust is when you don't, when they didn't, they stopped honoring their 1500 per, uh, per print and all the things that they had promised. That's when um, that dream or that, that for, for all these, these ladies that signed up became really almost impossible to fulfill. So instead of like, stacking our team with hundreds of people across our front line once we figure it out we only put top sellers and our family only people that we thought were everyone else 
we stacked. Like we just gave to any, we gave to people, but only to people that could, that were basically cruise qualifying because we wanted anyone who signed up under us to always have a good example of how to sell the product. And while everyone else is focused on recruiting, we're focused on teaching people how to sell. So it's a major difference. Um, and that's why I think our team ultimately became so successful. And I mean, we got good bonus checks. I think our biggest bonus check ever was like 35,000. Most of them were in the 17 to $18,000, especially after yeah. the I mean, those are very good bonus checks. Those, those are ridiculous checks. When you're getting a bonus check, that's an entire year's salary of what a teacher makes. Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, it's crazy land, you know, yeah. and, and it, it's, I mean, it's definitely, that's definitely something that's extremely humbling and you're realizing what's happening with that. Um, the part of that though, that you're kind of like kicking yourself for is realizing had we stacked this with people like everyone else was doing, not only would we be mentors, you know, but we would be making crazy, much bigger bonus checks, which is mind boggling. But instead we're over here with no help, nobody telling us what to do. Nobody, us thinking, well, here you're, we're going to put people under people who are like doing the right thing, who are selling, who are cruise qualifying, who are, you know, whatever, not realizing we could have made our bonus checks could have been double that had we been like everyone else stacking, we had no help. And you know what? I look back, I'm not like, you look back at that and you're like, we probably lost out on hundreds of thousand dollars in bonus checks. But on the other hand, like you can't, you're not, you're just like, I feel I, like we did the right thing. I still think we did it the right way. I still feel like it. we did it the right way. We did yeah. the right I mean, cause we should, with the number of people on our team, we should have been mentors like real quick. Yeah. I'm, and I'm sure that not everybody, like, I'm not going to, Telling that it was a hundred percent success, but we, but that's what that was our goal. That's what we tried to deal, put people with people who could help teach them how to sell with all the kids we have and with all the stuff we have going on. We just couldn't handhold a bunch of people, and that was that was like the one thing when we were talking to people. That was like I was so brutal with them. Paul was notorious for talking people out of selling Nuluro. Like his goal when they called him to talk to him about it was to try to talk them out of it. If they made it through the phone call and then signed up, he's like, cool, you're ready to go. Because he was he was really brutal with them. He was like, this isn't for you. Like It's not, if, it's not just $5,000. It's like you have to be able to continue to buy inventory. You have to man Like you actually have to manage a business. I know like he was making them submit a business plan yeah i mean i've heard i've heard stories uh from people who tell me like paul and and how he was very i don't know the right word i don't want to say aggressive but like just kind of gruff and i'm like yeah. okay yeah no i could see that like i've only known you from outside selling but right. i i mean i've known you for a couple of years and we've had many phone conversations and I, I would say gruff, but I've never had a problem with you. <laughs> I, think I think he's very straightforward and very he's not, you're, he's very, definitely you're, direct and straightforward. Yes. Very direct and straightforward. And also having always owned our own businesses, 
Um, you know, and you know, both of us are the oldest sibling and we have lots of younger siblings, both of us, I think. And we're also a little bit, I have to say, this is very interesting too. We're also quite a bit older than a lot of people that were in LuLaRoe. Um, and still a lot of our friends, you know, I was talking to another boutique owner the other day. I was talking to her. I'm like, dude, I'm 20 years older than you are. Like, and she's just as, you know, success. I'm like, we've had a lot of experience. You know, yeah. we've done a lot of things. We've owned our own business for a long time. He was, Paul was really straightforward. Um, very, very, oh, I would say sometimes a little brutal with people, not brutal in a bad way, but very like, you're not ready for this. He tried to talk everyone out of it. He tried to talk his own sister out of it forever. He tried to talk a lot of people out and not, and at the time and not saying this in a way that's like, oh, good for you. You're saving someone from an MLM, but very almost in a way of like your dad being like, Hey, you're not ready. Come back to me with a business plan and then we'll get this started. Yeah. No, I mean, here's, here's where you went wrong, Paul. You treated <laughs> LuLaRoe like it was an actual business and not the scam that it was. And so you're it's implementing legit business things that could never work in a scam. And so, yeah, <laughs> I just, I just felt like when it, when people are spending this kind of money and Wait, I have to also say, I don't think you realize, he was also a financial advisor, had all his series sevens, had all his licensing, worked for Merrill Lynch, was with UBS, we own mortgage companies, we've, we've had a lot of experience. So this is not our first time, you know, doing this. And he would see a lot of these women in there, you know, getting into something and, you're, and he would be like, this doesn't make sense for you. You know, you're better as a support. You're better as, you know, whatever. Can we hire you? You're phenomenal. You've got whatever, but this might not be your thing. So we, we actually hired quite a few women from, you know, instead of them doing LuLaRoe or they maybe got in and got started. We bought them out, bought their inventory and they ended up actually working for us, which turned out better for them anyway. You know, they at least yeah. got their money back for their inventory. And I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a it's a really good size investment it's we knew what it turned into really quickly with us and um it i just didn't think it was something that someone should just i didn't want people joining just because there was the the excitement or the like people if you watch one of our shows you could just count how much money that it was when you saw everything sold and that's what people are doing it's signing up and i i trying to explain to people like, I'm not, not trying to be mean. You're fantastic, but you're not us. You don't have the background that we, that we have. You're seeing, you know, basically chapter eight or nine in our book and thinking that you can just jump in and do this and you can, but let's like, let's set up goals. Like, what is it that you're trying to achieve? How much income are you trying to make? Let's figure out how to get there. And that's, that's where I had like, you work a certain number of days, you sell a certain number of pieces, and this is the amount of income that you're going to make. Just don't lie to yourself. Don't like, I would always say, well, don't tell me that you're going to work 30 days. That's like bullshit. You're not going to work 30 days. You're going to work. If you're going to work this full time, you're going to work 20 to 22 days a month is full time. That's like, that's eight days off a month. That's what most people, that's what people take. You're not like, don't be, don't be crazy yourself because you don't want to burn out. And you also don't want to put yourself in this situation where you have to sell this much because you quit this job to do this and you're not making enough money and you're, and you're putting yourself in jeopardy. Cause we like, by that time we had decided 
we need to sell this number of pieces a so night. So we would sell 100 pieces a night. That, our goal was 100 pieces a day. So we would start in the morning with flat lays, fit videos, whatever, pushing those stuff out. And by the time we got to the night, I figured during the day with that stuff, we'd sell 25, 35 pieces. By the time night comes, Paul's got to pick it up. He's not going to quit until we sell those hundred pieces. So what we would tell everyone under us is you don't quit. How about your goal is 10 pieces a day? So in order to sell 10 pieces a day, this is what you do because we don't, we're not expecting people to do what we're doing. So if you can do 10% of that, you know, sell 10 pieces a day. This is how to sell 10 pieces a day. This is what you're going to make figure you're working 21, you know, days out of the month. This is how you cruise qualify. So we would break it down and back it up for them because the goal was to cruise qualify, of course, with Lou Rowe. Well, and, and so like to, to break that math down so that people could understand at the time what we were saying is the average price of a piece sold in Lou Rowe is $30, right? So right. if you sold 10 pieces a day, that's $300 a day. If you work 20 days, that's $6,000, right? 15, right, before 15, expenses and, and everything. Right, right. But And all of the margins were 50% or better at the time. So you're going to, like, you could profit at, after clothing, it'd be $3,000 after the rest of your expenses or whatever you're doing. You could make $2,000, $2,500 a month of income. And like, so we worked everything backwards. So instead of saying you have to sell like $6,000 a month or $12,000 a month, I would break it down into the number of pieces that you would have to sell on average so that it would become attainable for people to, to reach a goal. Much more achievable goals. Yeah. And you, you break yeah. that big number down into smaller numbers. It makes them a lot a lot easier. So teaching people how to sell this way and, and breaking down these big goals into smaller, more attainable goals. How many or what percentage do you guys assume of your team were cruise qualifiers? So at one point, I will say our team, um, we had 21 of the top 100 was our team directly below us and people that we were training, which is funny because my upline kept telling everyone, I have 31 people of the top 100. And I was like, well, how does that work? So if you have 31 people and 21 of those people are under me almost directly. That, how, it wasn't counting us. Either. How does that work? <laughs> so anyway, um, I was always like, you go ahead and claim that 31, but I'm going to claim that 21 from you. Um, but, you know, we directly had 21 people of the top 100 were directly under us that we were specifically really, really working with, um, you know, which is a great segue into that because these, this, these are the trainings that Paul and I did for, for LuLaRoe. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. 
They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet. And they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something something and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a cotton modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash MLM. National Voter Registration Day is kind of a big deal. It's a yearly, nonpartisan holiday celebrating our democracy, and it's all about getting as many people as possible to, that's right, register to vote. So why is that important right now? Well, sure, local and state elections may not get as much attention as the midterms or the presidential elections, but there's still a super important way for you to use your voice to make an impact and help shape the future of your community. And one of the best parts Registering to vote is really easy thanks to organizations like Headcount. Get registered there in minutes and you won't have to worry about registration deadlines in your state. And then you'll be ready to participate in all of your upcoming local, state, and federal elections. That really is a big deal. Head to headcount.org forward slash Spotify now to register. That's headcount.org forward slash Spotify. See you at the polls. Um, they had us come teach these kind of trainings. So we taught these trainings, of course, in South Carolina, in Corona, we taught these on the cruise. We were never actually in, able to enjoy anything on the cruise. We literally taught classes the entire time. Um, and um, this is the kind of stuff that we, that we were asked to teach, almost like a calling in the LDS church. 
that they asked us to do um, and to go teach. So those are the kind of, because people are like, well, what were you teaching? We're teaching people first how to use Facebook um, properly, the proper way to use Facebook groups and pages, you know, all the um, algorithms and that, which is what I was an expert at, how to do that, how to make that, you know, what, what does that mean? How to use your Facebook group? What are the best times to post? How to read your, um, you know, the, the dashboard, the back end of that. And then Paul was teaching classes like that, like how to cruise qualify and breaking it down into a business set. So those were the kind of classes that we were teaching for them. Yeah. And then you also told me that you used to host and hold your own trainings with like people that you paid and brought in as well. Right. So I was told and I thought (laughs) that people did this. I'm literally like none of our upline did, but um, so Paul and I just, you know, to try to, to try to help our team, because we were told that, you know, we're getting that bonus check from our team. So we should reinvest that in our team, which is what we did. So, you know, not, every, not all of it, but we took a lot of that money and reinvested it in our team through trainings. I actually set up, I don't know if you're familiar with teachable.com, but I had an entire 24 course class on teachable.com that I wrote that was available to my entire team. So they were able to incredible Tiffany. It's great. I should literally like rewrite that and like sell it or something. But um, so it was a 24 course class that I had for our team. So when you signed up under my team anywhere, you had access to this course and it walked you through the entire course of how to do your whole business from shipping to invoicing to Facebook to everything. So this class was available for you. And then we also had, and we, you know, invited everyone to our home. Um, We had, we hired at one point a Facebook expert. Um, She came, it was $15,000 for her to put this course together. She came, she taught the course at our home and recorded the course. And then she wrote a specific LuLaRoe Facebook ads course for my team, which was $15,000 that I had available for my team. And I was telling you earlier, two people on my team finished that course. We made available to our team incredible resources for them. Um, plus, you know, all the stuff that, you know, we're kind of expected to do when someone cruise qualifies, you know, you send them a gift and then you have gifts for them when they come on the cruise, which weirdly never happened for us. But, you know, we just tried to do that. You know, we got them t-shirts. We got them like, it was just fun. Like it was, that's what's, that's what's so sad about this. Like that part of it, like, I think just because we'd always taught coupon classes and stuff, like, I think, you know, and I was the director of a private Christian preschool, I think we had to have that like teacher's heart, you know, cause like you're never paid enough as a teacher. Like right. you literally, it's a calling, like you're never paid enough to do that. But like, I think we enjoy that part of it, the teaching part of it. And so that was a lot what we do. We had weekly meetings with our team. Um, and we just taught a different subject. In fact, my black Friday course that I taught, Literally, LuLaRoe took it, redid it, and taught it like to everyone. Do you remember that? Well, someone, someone in LuLaRoe did. <laughs> took my entire Black. So I modeled our entire um, Black Friday and holiday fourth quarter um, process after what I had seen on my blog for 15 years. So I took all the data from my blog 
because we literally were a deals blog. So we would put all the Black Friday deals out and all the deals throughout the year. So I took all the data from my blog. I created an entire course with all the numbers as to what days are the most popular, you know, what times are the most popular. We talked about Black Friday, you know, Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, Green Tuesday, Last Shipping Day, the day after Christmas. We took all of that. I put all the data together. And then I started following that through LuLaRoe. And it was so crazy because all the same data matched up with LuLaRoe and my sales that did with my blog for the previous 15 years. So I took all that together, put this course together, and I was teaching it to my downline. And I was like, guys, this is the day. These are the days and the times that you go live. These are the days and the times you put, you know, that you're posting, that you're doing fit videos and that you're doing whatever. And then LuLaRoe literally had somebody take my entire course and then start teaching it and doing a like home office webinar on it. And I was just, it was so gross. It's just so gross because you're like, where's that data from? Like magically, you just came up with that. Where's that data from? And they, they like took the entire thing. There you go. Like, uh, I had no idea. I mean, not surprised, right on brand, but wow. And first of all, like that's incredible as a leader to put that much time and energy into doing a course for your downline. No wonder you had 20% of the top sellers in your team. Like that's. That's just, wow. I wish that I had my upline cared that much because I was on recruitment 101 upline and we didn't get any sort of sales training like that at all. I think the hardest thing about it was when they hired Oliver Luckett to do the Facebook training. And he literally taught my Facebook training to the entire field, which I'd already been teaching them, but they were willing to pay him to do it, but not me. And so so much money too. $750,000. $750,000. Oh, sorry. $860,000 is what they paid. $860,000. Yes. They paid Oliver yes. Luckett to come over. He's from yes. Iceland. Yes. And he Iceland. was all, remember all his hotel receipts he was submitting and they had to pay. They told us about that too. So, yeah. um, wow. Yeah. And he basically just taught your well, he taught, he, my class was very similar because he had the same similar experience as me. I'm not okay, going to say okay. he mine, but right. we were- So it's his course, but it mirrored yours almost yes. identically. Yes. And they and paid he, him that much. And oh, wow. they were willing to pay someone outside who was, I feel like was male to do it, you know, to do it when they wouldn't listen to- me and they wanted everything from us for free. So they expected myself, they expected other people that were very familiar with Facebook ads, you know, other people out there, Charlie and And again, this Kyle. is this is late 2000. Now this part of it yeah. is like late 2017. So sometimes when we say things and when people are asking us questions, uh the timeline really matters. Like yeah. because you like we'll say something like we um or like for instance, someone saw a picture of Tiffany, like us posting our Halloween leggings and they were really pissed off that we got all this special treatment where we could buy all these leggings and we didn't have to follow the limits. Well, when we bought those leggings, there were no limits like that. Those limits didn't happen till later. So the timeline of when some of this stuff happens is important. Like, us saying that we didn't like we didn't get certain things or that we couldn't use certain things, that was for the beginning until so we finally got the policy change or 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 enough people bitched about it that Lulo did something and then that stuff was able to happen. So 
timing and context in a, in a lot of this yeah. stuff that people understand is, is, is super important. Um, I mean, while we're talking about these quote unquote special treats or these special yeah. whatever, um, I personally, I never got any, I, I know that there was a lot of people that got them and there's definitely some that are higher and better than others. Like some of the special privileges I got, like I got to go on the cruise for free, even though I didn't qualify. And like, I would get floor tickets, like to the Katy Perry show at convention. Yep. Cause like, I wanted, you know, like we needed four more tickets for my whole team. And so they're like, oh, no problem. Here you go. Those were the kind of special perks I got. I never really got anything um, like really crazy. And, and this will segue into beta testing. We'll talk about that right after this, but what were some of the quote unquote special perks that, that you guys sort of got for, for all this free training and all of this stuff that you were doing, what did LuLaRoe give you as a quote unquote special perk? In well, return? so when we, when we did, well, when hold did, on. we didn't get any special tickets, but Paul snuck us on the floor for Katy Perry. He dropped <laughs> up mortified and he got us right up there in the front, but it was because you just walked in like you own the place. I was too scared. And then he like drugged me in there. So we did not get special tickets, but we ended up right in the front. <laughs> So thank you. <laughs> you walked in there like I, you were Lindsay I, Wheeler. <laughs> I, can, I can hear it right now. Those entitled asshole Ivanovsky. Walked in there and then he was like, get your ass in here. What are you doing out there? And I was like, I'm too scared. And he's like, walk in here right now. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so scared. <laughs> but we were in front row. <laughs> Not because we got special treatment, because we snuck in. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Okay, Reverse getting back on track. <laughs> uh, it, as far as special treatment goes, the only thing that we got, and and, and so I'm going to preface this by saying that when we did trainings, they were um, we were there for for rough, for basically three full work days. Okay, because when you you'd have to travel to get there and and get back, depending if we were going to California or not, but like. For California, it, it turns out it, it's basically a five and a half hour flight because you lose two hours when you come back. So we were traveling for the better part for the better part of three days, sometimes almost four days, and to, um, sometimes it was one of us, either one of us, sometimes it was both of us. But whenever that is, if when we were selling, we were averaging roughly. Six to seven thousand dollars a day. The average price is thirty. Yeah, roughly six. Wow. Roughly six thousand dollars a day in sales. When so when we're gone, it's like twenty four. It's it's literal fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars. Okay, that we're that we're not making. Right, that opportunity cost is lost. The twenty five. Yeah. That's that's a lot. $25,000 opportunity cost for four days traveling to LuLaRoe, most likely on your dime, I'm assuming you paid for 100%. your hotel and your flight and your food and everything. Yep. Yeah, it was all, all on our dime. So this, the, I preface that for saying the special part that we got was that we got one hour to pick in the line, in the, in the, in the lines that everybody else got to pick and I don't know how to how to explain like but we had to go through each bin one piece at a time to grab them it wasn't like it wasn't anything cra- it was like it wasn't just, like supermarket sweep where you're just running down the aisles and just knocking everything in the car no because we're only because there's because we're only trying to pick shit we know we can sell 
right? right. And so that, that, like, that takes time. And like, that, one of the times, or even maybe no, twice, we did it by ourselves. So the problem was, is if we went alone, and you have an hour, it's one of you, and then the, everyone else is in couples. And so they're like, literally helping each other. And I was there by myself. I'm like diving in bins, trying to pull shit out of bins. And I'm like, where the hell is Paul? I can't do this without him because you only have an hour. So then we were like, oh my gosh, we have to go together. But then if we go together, no one's home to sell. We have to hire someone to watch the kids. So we're stuck, like sitting here trying to decide, do we go one of us or two of us? If we have an hour to pull, that's two of us that get a pull. And then it was just a shit show. What it turned out is that most of the time we spent between seven and $9,000 in an hour like oh, picking wait. stuff people people don't know they don't understand that your stuff you're not getting it for free oh yeah Somebody, you're not getting it for free you're paying for everything that you're picking out of these mm-hmm. lines in the hour yeah 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 and some sure. people some people thought you got it for free oh no you didn't you're still of course paying for it yeah so but, you're only getting the opportunity to have mm-hmm. one hour to go through the warehouse and hand pick what you can get in an hour but you're still paying for it Mm-hmm. And there's right. still no guarantee that it's going to sell. This is just you going, this seems like what I could sell the best out of all of this. Right. Right. It, I mean, I really did feel like we, we were going to sell every yes. piece. Like, I felt like I could sell. I mean, we had some ugly shit. I always felt like I could sell everything. I mean, it's only one person has to love it, right? So that that was that was what the way that I thought about it. Until we got the same one thing, you know. 500 times but if we get seven to nine thousand dollars of inventory we lose money on that trip because that that's roughly 14 to eighteen thousand dollars worth of stuff that's and that's we can't sell it until later so it's like the is it a perk yeah it, it's a perk yes but it's sometimes not, i mean sometimes we did get black leggings and that's definitely a perk. Yeah. So there were times when, yeah, we could, we would be digging through there and you come across an entire pile of black leggings and you're like, oh shit. And you're just throwing them out of that pile like crazy. Like you're almost crying because you're so excited. And there, there was, there was one time, I don't remember what, I don't remember what, I think it was in South Carolina where they pulled out one like big, massive box, like bin of all black leggings and let all of us get what we wanted to either. So that way, so we ended up getting like probably a hundred pairs. I think that time of black leggings. that, that, if that was the biggest, that part. was probably the biggest and thing that's ever happened. Yeah. And I don't even know who talked him into it, but anyway. So how many times did you guys get to go pull your own inventory? I'm trying to think how many times we taught probably. We taught 75 to 80% of the classes. Mm-hmm. So you got, I mean, you got to go pull quite often then. Probably yeah. one time say, on each on, on each of the, the trips. But I would say how many times do you think we went <coughs> total? Nine times, eight times, nine times. I bet we went, we probably taught probably eight or nine classes, maybe once a month for probably nine months. And there's one time we didn't get to pull because people bitched about it so much that they didn't let, let us pull for one of the trips. Yeah. It's interesting, though, to hear, like, what you put in 
to be able to get that special perk back. Because I know there were some people out there that had way higher special perks than you guys, like like warehouse phone numbers, like the ability oh, yeah. to call and be like, hey, this thing's selling like crazy hot. I need a hundred of them. And they would overnight it like the next day. Like there was some really crazy perks out. And I, we weren't even aware of that. It's so like, and that's that's another thing. People pe- like people always thought that we got special um like that we got to to order first or anything something like that that is so it's so not true it wasn't until like three or four months before we were out of luro that people told us that they were opening a hundred browsers and just waiting to see like we thought we were slick because we had uh two phones and two computers (laughs) we were like freaking morons like so, we, we thought that if you open a second window that like that you would get turned into compliance because they could they could see it i didn't know how you know so we didn't realize that you know for every server or for every um like chrome and safari and bing and every one of those that you open so everyone was downloading every single search engine possible um and then opening those up because that would actually create you a new ip which you were able to order from we didn't even know until like the summer we got terminated i, I, was I had no, i literally just learned that right now people yeah. are using oh, no, different browsers that's how people were getting that's how people were getting good numbers low numbers in the line yeah. Right. And here I'm like 86,000. And the reason we found out is because I was so pissed off. We, one of our numbers for one of the, one of the launches was like 112,000. I'm like, how the fuck is that possible? There's like 80,000. Not consultants. even a hundred thousand consultants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how do you have such a high number? But that, wow, that, was, that makes sense. That was, that was yeah. when we said something to somebody and they're like, and they're Dude. like, why are you such a dumbass? And we're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, why don't you know that you op- that you download every single like search engine possible? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, why didn't you tell us this a year ago? And they're like, well, I thought everybody knew. And we were like, well, clearly not. No, not everybody knows. That's like super scammy. No wonder like those things were crashing constantly and yep. nobody could get in. Yep. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And not just another browser window, but another browser, like another tab. In, Correct. A, in a new, completely different browser altogether. Correct. Correct. Wow. So that was letting people in to get multiple spots in really? line. So you just take your best spot. Okay, so this is how smart we thought we were because we were ordering and our son was in and our sisters were in. And so we're like all mm-hmm. having one space in line and we're like, who has the best number, you know, out of like, <clears> and we're like, hey, oh my God, my sister who's going to order 30 pieces has the best number. And we're like, we're going to order 300. I'm like, girl, can I like PayPal you money to order me stuff? And she's like, no, because then I have to haul your shit down to you in Houston. So like, we couldn't even get a good place in line with like siblings or like kids. It was sucked. Like we, we literally like every launch, but this, that's what I was so for, talking about. And that's so for anybody that's watching this, that's going Oh, this, that's bullshit. They got, they got everything. They did everything. This is the thing that most people don't understand, or this is the thing that people, that people missed is we would never, ever, ever for any reason ever tell our group, we didn't get something ever. Cause then what are they going to go do? Shop with someone else. They're going to go try to find someone else. So we made, we made everything look where we, hustled and bought a few pieces off our friends that got some or did whatever we could do to get something. And those were the pictures 
it's marketing. Like it is absolute marketing. Now, we're, like when we were able to get something, we like we bought the shit out. And one of the like the when you brought the training, that Facebook training, there this was a this was an, an incident where we actually realized what we were doing that was so different than what everybody else was doing. So we happened to have that Facebook expert come to our house on the day of a, was it a nor the second, the second nor nor launch. Okay. And Mm -hmm. we didn't, we didn't know that it was that day when we booked it and then we couldn't, couldn't change it. So we had 20 people at our house, 20 different souls at our house and watching different people with different numbers get in, they were going through a, a list of a spreadsheet of what of of the customers they had and what they could buy or what they would buy for each one, like thinking that this is what they could sell. And they were like two this, four this, five this, one that, six that, whatever it was. And then, like, if something sold out, they would have to go back and redo it all over again. They were getting nothing. And they were getting nothing. And we were like... I'm like, fuck it. I'll take 30 of this, 40 of that, 50 like, of that. I we, was like, I don't care. I'll take whatever I can. Uh, extra small. Carly, I'll, I don't know. I'll take them. I don't care. I'll take whatever I can get. And I was going through when I would finally get in. And I'm like, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, I don't care. I'll take it. But as, what fast I, as, we, just, as fast as we could, as much as we could, because we had the customer base to, to, to get it. And, and like, but I was shocked at how they were like, I'll take one of those because I think Karen's going to buy it. I'll take one of these because I know Cindy's going to want that one. And I was like, oh my God, you just lost all of your stuff in your cart because everybody checked out. I was like, girl, you're going to have to take a little bit of a chance. Go two, 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 two. You don't need to spend the same amount as me. You're not going to sell as much as I am, but you can go and you can do two, 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 or one, 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 and just check out, take a chance, girl. Just check out with what you have, do the minimum, at least get those and then go sell them. Don't, don't sit here and cherry pick when you are on a time, like on a timer, you can't do that. And I watched all of my team miss out on these launches and missing out. And it was a really good experience because they saw the fact that we didn't get special treatment. They were like, holy shit, your number's worse than ours. And they would watch us. They were watched us order that time. And they were like, oh my God, I can't believe you ordered like that. And I'm like, I don't care if everything I have is extra small. At least I got some. And I'm going to make it look like I got everything in the world. I'm going to take pictures of all these boxes. I'm going to be like, it's here. And I'm like, oh my God, I only got 38 pieces. I'm going to look like, I'm going to make it look like I got 380. So that means I'm only going to be able to sell two black pieces every night for the next month. But you know what? We're going to sell hundred pieces tonight. Even though I only have two Nora pieces, I'm going to sell those and mix them in with everything we're selling. And we're going to make it this huge deal. We're going to make it a party. I'm going to have balloons. I'm going to do all this shit and make it look like I got all these pieces when all I have is 38 pieces of black. That's it. And I'm going to make that, that 38 pieces last the entire month. Yeah. I mean, it really seems like you guys treated this like a legitimate business, uh, even with all the hiccups and the bumps and, and, and the craziness, it still was back to, this is a business and we're running it like a business. You had like the business acumen and the know-how and, and, and the experience that when stuff started happening, that you were like, wait a second, this is not this is not how this goes. This is not accurate. This is not normal. Well, for the first three years that Lulero existed, their focus was on recruiting and buying. 
not on selling. And, and I feel like, I mean, there, there are definitely some people, uh, like the, like Blondie and bro, they were very focused on selling. Um, like Lindsay could sell, like there, there, there's people who, who were like visible in the company this whole bit. I feel like we were the first ones that took it like to where we could teach people how to sell and how to do it and how to like, how to grow and, and how to like really try to run it like a business. And, and it worked for a while, but when, like when, when Lula Rose stopped meeting the, the level of expectation that they had set for, for the clothing, for the, like Lula LaRoe is successful for the same reason that Facebook, when it started, was it, it and, and grew to what it was. It was exclusivity. It was, you had to fight to try to get these pieces. You had, you were on an Easter egg hunt. And when that became not the, not, I mean, I used to call Lula Road uh, Beanie Babies for grown ass women. Me too. <laughs> right? When they, when it lost that specialness is when people were not able to, to do that anymore. And I know it's easy to, to lump everybody together, but I really do feel like, is there more we could have done? I don't know. I, I felt like we pushed on everything that we could push to try to get changed. And, you know, why people ask us all the time, why weren't you out sooner? Well, we weren't out sooner because we had two, two or three, two of my sisters, two of your sisters, one of yours, one of my sister, our son, and uh, like other people in the business. Like we didn't like, we're not going to get those people in the business if we think we're scamming people. Like we really thought we were trying to do the right thing and teach people a good business. Like back to when we started, like I felt like if we, if we didn't have anyone on our team and we just bought the clothes, we could sell them and make money. And that was true for a while. And Lularo screwed it all because they got greedy and because they had one person running all of that. Patrick was in charge of ordering like forecasting, designing, he was, he, he hand, he like, he approved every print, at least that's what he told, that's what he told us, um, which would have had to include all the ones that hit, that were um, copyrighted, um, right? So, yeah, I if, mean, I guess if that's what he's saying, then he signed that, off on those stolen ones too. Yeah. Like, I can't stand Patrick. Like, I was going to say, here we go. If there's one person besides art, that Paul can't stand is Patrick. He's so arrogant. All the mic dropping, all the other, and like he, like Deanne actually in a meeting, like when, like after they confronted him on some stuff, he said, "What is your problem? I've sold every piece I've ever made." Well, that's because we bought it sight unseen, jackass. Right. And after after we were fired, like some of the stuff I found out, like. Um, working with the clothing manufacturers that I, that we were working with, like he actually said, like, I don't care. I need the cheapest fabric and the uglier, the better they're going to buy it anyway. They are. And he actually 
a max on fabric price. So we found out later on that a lot of people had a much higher max on fabric price than Patrick did. Patrick for LuLaRoe had a very, very low max on fabric price and was buying the cheapest, most terrible fabric that there was out there. He had a max on yardage for fabric that was kind of unacceptable. And then they just double brushed it to shit to make it soft and it created holes and rips and just everything yeah. just disintegrated. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So he, yeah. I, oh, I think this entire, I mean, quite honestly, the entire downfall of LuLaRoe, I will, I mean, there's a lot of people that are, are responsible. I mean, number one, you know, Deanne and Mark for not hiring the correct people and all the nepotism. And then the second part of that is just giving that entire control over to one person who cannot manage a billion dollar business and, you know, properly order. It, it's, it's, it was just, it's too much. He didn't have the experience. He wasn't familiar. Um, you know, he couldn't handle it, but he wasn't, you know, mature enough to tell them he couldn't handle it. He thought he could. And then, you know, Mark is stuck with 4 million pieces of excess inventory that he refuses to liquidate and just continues to sell to retailers. After he had written them up, after he had written it off on his taxes. Yeah. So he is selling inventory that he wrote off to consultants. That's what he had told me. Now, whether he'll ever admit that he said that. Wow. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.